on the weird. Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me, you're Will. That's me. And now, once again, story time. What? I'm scared. I don't know, these stories, this story is a little creepy. Which one, your story or my story? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you drinking? You paused there for a second. I did, I paused. What, you're, you're swigging down. Oh. You, you well, stopped talking for a second. You're. <laughs> what do you got? I had to take a swig because I was getting really scared. So <laughs> my uh, Hop Devil by Victory, yeah. that makes me unscared. <laughs> I have, thanks to my good friend and neighbor, we were out watching an episode of Sports Ball of the College Years. It was the uh, Ohio State versus Michigan State episode. Mm-hmm. When the episode was over, we were all still kind of having a good old time watching YouTube outside on the TV. It was a good time. And then it was 2.30 in the morning, cleaning stuff up, and then <laughs> I go back out a couple of days later. Hey, somebody didn't open up this beer out there. Oh, that must be hers. I'll take it. It's in the yard. So I procured some beer from the yard. Lancaster beer Brewing Company. Baked pumpkin ale. Oh. So I guess, uh, never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that you're basic? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say well, I'm a basic bitch. I'm a basic white bitch. It's it's very fitting because we're doing creepy stories. You got pumpkin beer. I almost bought pumpkin beer tonight instead of Hop Devil. But actually, Hop Devil goes good for hey. stories too. <clears throat> October, well, Victory has pumpkin a, pie. That's pretty good. That? said so October, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin beer, pumpkin yeah. spice lattes. All right, you should, you should stop right there. I no saw pump, I, I saw pumpkin spice <laughs> ice cream sandwiches. Oh no! Oh yeah. There's and, gotta be there's gotta be a limit. Damn it! I can tell you I can send you a picture of this pumpkin spice solo cups. You mean pumpkin it, spice solo yeah, cups? That's what Are it they said. Flavored? They're flavored with pumpkin spice. Nope, I think they're just orange. And they figured everybody loves pumpkin spice. Let's call them pumpkin spice. They're literally just orange cups. Those rat bastards cashing in on the pumpkin spice. And it's not even flavored cups. You know what? This is pumpkin spice horror stories. That's what we'll call this. <laughs> All right. And we're going to get a ton of listens. Even though n- neither one of these stories have pumpkin spice in them. We can spice it up. Do a little improv. Throw a little pumpkin spice latte in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll do a little artistic liberties for these stories. Okay. Okay. And try not to laugh your ass off when you slip it in. I am a professional. All right. And I don't laugh. Ever. At all. I don't make jokes. No. I'm completely serious. The whole time. And when I have a task ahead of me, I complete it. And put it behind you. Correct. All right, enough of that BS. (laughs) (laughs) So, you want to go first? Want me to go first? I went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? I sure can, if that's what you prefer. All right. We'll take turns. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so we got, again, like last week, we got this story from, what is it? R slash horror. Oh, what is it? R slash free horror stories. Yeah. On Reddit. And this story comes from the subreddit. U slash Makkov. M-A-K-K-O-L-V. This is a true story called oh, yeah. The Grinning Man. I'm all, uh, just the title alone. It creeps me out, man. <clears throat> so it says, my my name is Matthew Calamain, and I am the writer and director of the feature film titled The Grin. 
a story that is based on true events that actually happened on the set where it was filmed, or otherwise known as my house from childhood. <clears throat> I found myself at home one weekend night. My parents were out of town, and I was returning from a canceled sleepover at a friend's house. The lights were on when I got to the door, and I remember getting a phone call from the same friend shortly thereafter, which would end up being the last normal event of the night. My brother was playing video games in the next room, and I could hear him tapping furiously at the video game while I spoke on the cordless phone. I walked around in the living room and ended up and ended the phone call in the kitchen when I remember hearing some kind of high-pitched squeal that came from the house somewhere, and I couldn't place where it was coming from as it sounded the same in every room I went to investigate. It ended after about a minute after it started, and I was interrupted by the phone ringing, but the phone was not in the kitchen where I left it. It was in the bathroom on the counter in front of the sink. I answered the phone, and there was nobody there, so I hung up. It was at that point when I heard a dragging sound like a, a large, heavy object that was being dragged in the attic crawl space above me. That's creepy, dude. <laughs> I followed the sound as it slowly navigated from room to room and ended up in my parents' bedroom, who still had a waterbed. Okay. After the sound made it to the far wall, it stopped and the phone rang again. This time, my friend was on the other end of it. I told him what was going on, and he told me to be careful and call the police. After I got off the phone, I laid down on the waterbed and was horrified to find a body-shaped solid object inside the waterbed mattress, and I leaped out of the room. I then heard a knock on the door and answered it quickly, but there was nobody there. It was at this point where my brother called me from his room to check something out that he had just discovered in the game he was playing. I was a little more than annoyed at his lack of interest in what was going on. I stormed into his room. There was nobody there. His bed was made, and the room was spotless. Neither the console nor the TV was on, and the controller was wrapped and unplugged. There was no way he could have hid and cleaned in his room, hid and cleaned his room in the few seconds it took me to make it from the front door to his room. I had been alone the entire night, hearing for 20 straight minutes my brother playing a game that he was not present to be playing. The phone rang again, but again, it was not where I left it. This time it was resting on the kitchen counter where I originally had left it, so I walked through the entire house to answer it. It was my friend calling again, this time saying that the call was dropped for some reason and he was calling me back. I explained what had just happened, and there was another knock at the door. Since I was standing right next to it, I peeked out the window within two seconds of the knocks, and there was nobody there. I opened the door and stepped onto the porch to make sure I didn't see anyone running away. I had a large, wide-open yard, and there wasn't anything to hide behind. I walked into the yard to look around, but didn't find anything. I found myself engaged in several more minutes of talking before my friend got off the line. And it was at this moment when I realized that the place... <clears throat> had been staring what oh i realized that the place i had been staring off into space while talking were two very large black reflective eyes looking back at me the figure was tall and lanky and stood only 10 feet or so from me in the shadow cast by fr in the shadow cast in front of the garage from the front door light <clears throat> the most notable feature he wore was an inhuman inhumanly large smile and he was grinning with oily metallic teeth from literally ear to ear. Des despite me staring directly at him for more than five minutes, I pretended I didn't notice him, and through willpower alone, made it inside the house without running as fast as I could, and instead walked calmly. I remember feeling like if I ran, he would chase me, and somehow knew that he would have caught me easily. I barricaded myself in the room the rest of the night and did not sleep, did not fall asleep until the sun came up, the next morning, then my parents were home. 
Nothing like that had ever happened to me before that, and nothing like that has happened since the end. Ugh. What do you think that, it was, man? That, you think it was old Slendy? Ooh, Slenderman? Does he smile? Oh, he doesn't have a, a face, does he? No, but have you have you ever played that the mobile game? Ugh. I look. Let me tell you what. To this day, I'm still a little scared that I'm going to turn the lights off, go to go upstairs. Slenderman's going to be standing there. <laughs> In the game, like he doesn't he doesn't have a face. You got to go around. You got to collect these uh, just pieces of paper in random places in this dark wooded area with a couple of cabins, and you just got to keep moving. I don't. I didn't never played it enough to actually accomplish anything, accomplish the objective because I'm like, okay, nobody's around. I'm gonna go over and get this. Ah! Yeah. And, and the, then it's just, all these crazy tentacles come out of them. Like they're just sort of there. Yeah, that's like the uh, just like the computer game. Yeah, yeah. Did you say a mobile game, like a phone game? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a phone game. That's what I played it on originally. So what do you think this is, man? I don't know. The, the man, man in the hat, the hat man. You think it's the hat man? You know who the hat man is? No, I don't know the hat man. Oh my goodness, you got to look up the hat man sometime. He's creepy. Does he have a big dude. grin. He so he wears like black. Right. <clears throat> he wears a black uh, top hat. Uh, no, not a top hat. Not and not really a fedora. I don't think like a. A bowler hat. Yeah, the round, yeah, the round like one. a bowler. Yeah, and some accounts I came across said that he had a very devilish grin. Oh. What about that dude that we were talking about with the Mothman, the Grinning Man, Ingrid Cold? Yeah, but he was an alien, wasn't he? I guess. Like, he was all humanoid except for this big grin, but he didn't really appear to terrorize somebody. Yeah, I and... don't think he was <laughs> – I don't know. I don't think – it's possible. If any of this is possible, that's possible, right? I guess. But he was – who can have all those weird hallucinations at the well, – what's the guy's name? Mike? Mike Calamane? Is that what his name oh, was? Oh, Matthew Calamane. Matthew Calamane. So he, had, he heard a squealing noise. Then his brother was playing the game in the room. Like that was a perpetual – well, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. A hallucination or some sort of terror – but then it was still he was still playing the game when all this other stuff was randomly happening. The phone's moving around, the heavy object in this in the attic is moving around. Those random crazy noises that were not the game, and then the knocks on the door, and then and then he heard his brother's voice. Nobody's there. Hmm. And then he went outside and dude's just just chilling on the roof. Or no, he was over by the garage, right? Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Maddie." No, you like my smile. I just got him. But he's like, oh, I'm just gonna casually walk back in the house, like I didn't notice anything. No, I'm gonna casually run my ass off in the opposite direction. Me too. Between the uh, the multiple turds falling out of my butt because I'm pooping, <laughs> I'm pooping myself when I see it. I'm peeing my pants. I'm tripping up the steps. No, done. No, <laughs> that would not have been me. I would not have been casual about it at all. Me either. I would have been. It probably would have been the fastest I've ever run in my life. Me. Over 30 years old. If I'm outside, if nobody else is home and I go outside and there's just some dude after I've just heard all these noises, no, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm either jumping in my car or I'm running my ass off down the street. Yeah. I'm gone. No. Jump in a car, call your wife. Hey, we got to move. Don't go home. <laughs> we'll buy nope. new stuff. No. Nothing. Don't Maybe worry about anything. the Holiday Inn. <laughs> we can get smarter there. All right. We need to settle down. We should take a break. All right. We'll take a break and then. We'll get back into some more creepy. Oh, yeah. 
All right, we're back. We're ready we for number two. Are you ready for number two? I don't know, man. I'm still scared. We're I just looked out in. my window. I saw some guy grinning at me. Don't don't look out the window. That's that's when he knows to get you. Don't do it. I got to put cardboard up. I think it's just my neighbor, though. I hope it's just your neighbor. Yeah, he likes to look in my windows sometimes. All the windows? All of them. Even the ones on the second floor? Yeah, he's got a ladder. Are you sure? Sure, the ladder? No, I'm not sure. It might be the Mothman. (laughs) Yeah. You don't hear them crazy fluttering? No. Uh, Just imagine. They didn't hear this fluttering? I guess that's something that I I just now thought about. That's um, that's a, a person. A large person, a ten foot, ten feet person. He's that tall, right? Plus all of his bones and stuff. Those wings have to be working. So it's like you can hear a fly buzzing around you. Exactly. <laughs> like what would a giant man sound like? A damn helicopter. Like a Chinook. <laughs> like a black. Is that an Apache? Oh in. shit! Red eyes. Black hawk down. <laughs> all right. Crazy thoughts on the Mothman, but my story is not about the Mothman. My story is also a true story. Oh, yeah. It's called In My Room. Of course, we got it from Free Horror Stories on Reddit, and it's from user Buffy1973. That's a good name. Mm -hmm. So, my sister Penny was always afraid of the upstairs at our house. She never went up there at night. Our main conversation every night went something like this. Buffy. Go upstairs and find me my white sweater, black jeans, and leather jacket. The clothing would change from night to night, but uh, I was always asked to get her things. She wouldn't go up without an adult after dark. Why can't you go get them? I would say. Because something is up there, Penny would say. I sleep up there. Nothing happens to me, I would say. Just wait. Someday it will, she would say. Okay, I will admit it is creepy as hell up there. I'll give you the layout. There are two rooms that lead into each other. No hallway... And there's an attic above and one on each side. The house is well over 100 years old, and there's a banister over the stairs, but it's closed off by a door. I remember Penny coming home from dates, and before she would take her boyfriend upstairs, she would send him up with a flashlight to check the closets and under the beds, even though I was in one of those beds. Once, when our mother asked her why she wouldn't sleep upstairs in her room, she rattled off numerous reasons. You can see small lights come out of the closet, and you can hear footsteps and heavy breathing in the attics, and it's... It always feels like someone's watching me, Penny said. That's ridiculous. I've never seen anything or heard anything. You should stop letting her sleep on the couch every night, Mom, I would say. She's okay. She can sleep where she wants. She's not hurting anyone, Mom would say. I think my mom knew, but since nothing was bothering me at the time, she overlooked it. Better to have one daughter on the couch than two. I even took this problem to my dad, being as he was always on my side, and Mom seemed that she was always on Penny's side, but that didn't help. Eventually, my sister got married and moved out when she was 18 and I was 11. Then I guess the ghost or whatever thought it was my turn. My experience? I would hear stomping, and it wasn't just in one attic, it was in all three. There were whispers in the closet like two children having a conversation. The conversations I heard went from talking about dolls to them trying to figure out what happened to someone named Uncle Duffy, and sometimes it sounded as if they were discussing how they could run away. I didn't get a bad feeling from the girls in the closet. I felt like I was being watched all day and all night and lived in a constant state of panic. When I was upstairs, every nerve was on edge. The worst was this big black shadow in the middle of the night asking where Penny was. The voice wasn't the voice of a kid. It sounded like it came from someone who smoked four packs a day for 50 years. The black shadow asked my sister 
ask after my sister six times every night. When I wouldn't answer out of fear, the shadow would throw things at me. Books, figurines, even pictures. Then it was my turn to sleep on the couch. And then I understood my sister. It wasn't an excuse. It wasn't an excuse. She actually heard these things. I never understood why I didn't until after Penny moved out and I was bullied by this ghost or whatever. That's what this entity was. A bully. Something that always had to have power over us. The young, powerless sister that lived in the home. Fast forward two years after Penny was gone, she had her own home. My oldest sister, Jeannie, couldn't afford the house she was renting due to being in the middle of a divorce. She brought her three kids and moved in with us. Jennifer was five, Kevin, who was three, and Amanda, who was two, which meant Jennifer would be staying with me, and we were both expected to sleep upstairs. We were woken up all the time by stomping, and when Jennifer would start to cry from being scared, I would tell her it was because the house was old, and that's what old homes did. They settled at night. Exactly what my mom always told me when I heard odd noises in our home. Jennifer's sixth birthday rolls around, and my mother buys her one of those creepy clown dolls. You know, the ones with a plastic head, a wire body under its clown clothes, and has the most insanely, insanely evil laugh. That clown was always going off by itself at night, never during the day. One night, I decided I had had enough, so I got out of bed and went over to take the batteries out. But when I opened the battery pack, no batteries were inside. I told my mom, an older sister, but no one cared whether they thought it was an overact overactive imagination. Penny believed me, though. So the next day, I got up and threw it in the attic, but it would still go off in the middle of the night. Then one day, I came home, and the doll was out of the attic and sitting on the chair across from my bed. When I asked who put it there, no one knew. We ended up burning that doll. Penny came, came and burned sage in our home. Now that I'm grown up, my kids who like to stay with my mom always tell me about their things being moved and their chargers being jerked from the wall. But I still feel that it waits to this day for Penny to come home. Maybe because she feared it the most. I don't know. But I know that bully brought me a lot closer to the sister whom I couldn't possibly without, live without now. The end. Whoa. So, so somewhere, there's still this creepy-ass house with some crazy activity in the upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny story <laughs> real quick. When I was a kid, like a real little kid, like probably, I don't know, six or so, I remember my mom had given me this this like doll thing. His name was Andrew. No. <clears throat> and I, I'm telling you right now, that thing was alive. No, no. I, I, I was so afraid of him. I locked. So in the house we grew up in, we had this like in our bedrooms, we had little crawl spaces into the attic. I locked him in there, and I came home, I don't know, a few days later from school, he was on my bed. So, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if my mom, maybe my mom found him. I don't know. Maybe, whatever. So, I remember one day, I was so mad at this this doll thing, because I, I was like, yo, I know you're alive, man. Stop messing with me. So, I, I was telling him, I was like, I know you're alive. So, I grabbed these pliers. I started, like, plucking his hairs out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because I was like, you know what? You're gonna scare me. I'm gonna torture you, man. I was so afraid of this thing, and to this day, I have no idea. I don't know where he is. I don't know if my parents have him. I think we got rid of him. And then my dad told me a couple years ago that they tried to find one of those online to give me for Christmas. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, if I told him, I said, if you would have done that, like I would have thrown this thing right. Like no. I was so I was terrified of that thing. I'm telling you, that thing was alive. And I don't know. He was one of those things where you lay him down, their eyes closed. Oh, yeah. I laid him down one time, 
His eyes didn't close. They weren't stuck. That, they just didn't close. That that gave me chills. Right now. I, I just I'm had chills you, from that because I know it, exactly what you're talking about. It was the scariest thing. To like, I'm I'm 32. I was like six, seven at the time. I still remember everything about him. I remember his name. I remember what he looked like. I drew all over his face. Like ugh, I was so angry at him. I remember everything about that creepy doll. It reminds me of that clown, the clown thing. Scarred for life. Yeah, they burned that clown. Yeah, I, that's what I should have done. <laughs> I don't know where he is. He might be on his way walking to my house right now from some landfill. Uh, he was tiny, so it's going to take him a long time. Does he? How would he know where you are? Like he can. Uh, I, no, 20, I don't even want to talk about it because it's going to. It'd fuck me up. No. Uh, take him twenty six years to walk here. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he's a, if you're. Mm. No, it would. I, they, I don't want to. I don't want to justify any of it because it would. I think it would probably keep me up at night thinking about something having that kind of attraction. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was just an overactive imagination, which is very possible, <laughs> but it it was too creepy. It he had this creepy smile on his face, like, like come play with me. No, no, I won't. No, I'd rather pluck your hair out and draw on your face and stuff you in an attic. <laughs> That was a good story, man. And and it's supposed to be true. Good job, Buffy1973. Yeah. And I think she has a couple of stories. You know, I I actually I read that story, and I almost picked that story. Because <laughs> it, it reminded me a lot of my house growing up. Just really creepy. Our dog would stand at the bottom of the steps, looking upstairs, just barking, going nuts. I, <clears throat> I, know, I know this isn't about me, but we got... Like one year I was supposed to clean up my bedroom or we wouldn't have Christmas. So I <laughs> shoved everything in one of those little attic crawl spaces and I got inside and I was pushing everything to the, you know, to the back. Okay. Boom. Door slams shut. I can't get out. My oh. dad comes upstairs, tries to open the door. He can't. He can't get the door open. So he had to take the doorknob and everything off to get me out. What? Yeah, that the house I grew up the house it, it used to be a doctor's office. So I don't know if there were some weird things going on. Lobotomies. Uh, I, hey, I don't know. I don't know, but it was, <clears throat> it was scary. So when I saw that story, I was like, "Whoa, I I can relate to this cuz the creepy doll, <laughs> the creepy house, not wanting to go upstairs. I sure as hell didn't want to go upstairs." No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was a that was a really good story. I like that. That I mean, Maybe just because it related to me so much, or I related <laughs> to it so much, but you can feel it. You can feel the yeah. power. Yeah, I got goosebumps, man. I definitely would not sleep in that space. If this thing throwing stuff at me? Hell no. Yeah, I ripped his hair out, man. I wasn't no. messing with that doll. <laughs> All right, <laughs> those are our creepy stories for this one. Better end it right there and call this one good. Until next week, stay creepy. <laughs>